Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. All right, all right, everybody. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. It is uh, my pleasure to be with you guys here today. I uh, hope that you're all doing very, very well. Uh, I am, uh, this is um, what I do on my day off, really. It's um, create uh, create stuff for you guys um, because uh, that's my heart uh, for you guys. That's my vision for you guys is to, uh, is to be able to minister and be able to um, do awesome stuff uh, that maybe you can use in your youth ministry. And so I look forward to uh, bringing this to you guys uh, every week best way I can. And so I want to welcome you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for hanging in today. And uh, so today uh, we're talking about uh, something that just came as a thought into my brain uh, was uh, the fact that tr- uh, vision trumps fear. Vision trumps fear. That's kind of where I'm, my direction I'm going with this today because I just feel like there's so many youth workers, so many uh, people in general, but youth workers who are stuck and don't have a personal vision or a vision for their youth ministry or for their, um, you know, their personal lives or for their families, um, and they're living in a sense of fear. Um, because there's no direction, right? There's no plan laid out in our heart. We don't know how we're going to get to where we need to get, you know? And it's kind of like when you're driving, you know, if you're UPS, uh, UPS, UPS truck. No, your GPS, excuse me, your GPS is broken or busted. You know, has it ever brought you to a place that uh, you thought, uh, this doesn't look right. <laughs> this doesn't look like where I'm supposed to go. You know, you're sitting at the edge of a cliff and you're going, it says, move straight ahead and turn right 10 feet. And you're like, I'm not going 10 feet off of that and turning right. That's a cliff. And uh, it's a lot of times the way we feel uh, in life and in ministry and with our families and things like that because, um, you know, we arrive, we find ourselves in places where we didn't think we'd be. And suddenly this overwhelming um, fear jumps on us and 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 suddenly we're like, well, what is going on? What is happening? And and suddenly, because of that fear creeping in, it can it drowns out any opportunity for vision to come in, because we're so worried about uh, making more money or growing the youth ministry or you know what are we going to do now? And we start thinking all these kind of uh, uh, thoughts uh, in our mind, and it starts to you know crowd out maybe what God wants to say to us and. And so, at least for me, I can only talk, you know, obviously from my experience, I don't know what your experience is, but uh, for me, it's like um, about, you know, seven, eight years ago, eight years ago, I wound up uh, leaving a church, and um, my goal was to travel, to speak, to uh, do things like this, um, but at the time, and I knew I was supposed to leave the church, uh, no matter what I think, but I at least had somewhat of a vision in my head of what I wanted to do and how I was going to get there. Uh, but right when I left the church, the um, the uh, bottom went out basically of the economy. That's when the you know the big economy, the big crash happened, and uh, nobody was uh, bringing in speakers, and I couldn't find another youth pastor job, and I just didn't have I just didn't have it all together. It was just a, a, a kind of a hot mess, 
And so for me, uh, I started thinking, you know, that fear started to creep in. And for two years, I was unemployed. For two years, I worked every dirty job you can think of. Uh, you know, I waited tables and I uh, flipped houses with a guy. And, um, you know, I, I did landscaping jobs and painting jobs and any little thing I could do to raise money. And, but for those two years, I'll tell you what, fear was a, you know, th- that's probably the last time I remember being fearful of, of the fact of this, that I basically, I broke the family. Um, you know, I broke my ministry and I, and I broke my personal life. And so the fear in those three areas of my life, you know, drowned out any vision I had after that. And now it just became about, why well, now I got to get another job and now I got to make, and look, I understand that's all part of it. Um, but for me, it was it was a desperate deal in the sense that you know that I have I think I did a bad thing here. I did a bad move, and I blame myself for a long time for the financial problems, for the all those things um, that follow when you know things crash and and uh, crash and burn around you, and you're just standing there in the middle of your own apocalypse, and things are going on. And so uh, for me, it was uh, it was a matter of you know um, getting back on track and remembering you know, what it means to have vision, what it means to to look at our lives um, in a greater sense, you know, to be able to come into, and for me it was coming back into agreement with how God saw me and where God saw me at. And the fact that I had a choice, I could choose to agree with what I thought about myself, which was really no good. I wasn't thinking God's thoughts towards me. I was thinking my thoughts to me and the fact that I was fearful now. And because fear happens, you know, you start berating yourself, you start putting yourself down, you know, you start messing up, you know, stuff. And then suddenly, you know, at the beginning of this, I've been at the church, I've been at now for about six years. And uh, I think from that point on, I, I don't think I've been in that moment where I've had, you know, that fearfulness, because I started very slowly, by the way, it was <laughs> quite a journey to get out of that mindset and start to think that, you know what, these things that have happened to me are, don't negate the vision God gave me in the first place. And so I had to come into agreement, I had to come into alignment with what God thought about me. Um, not that God said, oh, Paul, you're, you know, I believe God wants me to make a lot of money or, uh, God wants me to be super uber successful or God wants me. It wasn't about that. It had everything to do with that. It had everything to do with though, believing that I was a value, that I was still valuable, uh, to the kingdom. I was still valuable to, um, uh, uh, to the ministry. I could still offer things to people. I could still do things. And for the past six years, that's what I've been doing. I've been, you know, I got on track and, 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 you know, uh, caught a vision, you know, for my family and for the ministry and for my personal life, um, you know, to do things that, uh, that we're going to, we're going to, uh, help me move forward. And, and for you today that are listening today, I don't know where you're at in the process of your, you know, of your, um, you know, where you're at as far as a vision for your own life or vision for your family, vision for your ministry, any of those things, but vision trumps fear that if you can get back to that place where you are starting now dreaming again about what God had originally called you to. And you see the vision. That's as big picture. It's way out there. It's the horizon, maybe. You don't know how you're going to get there, but the vision drives you to the point where you're willing to get everything in line, everything in line in your life. And that means for me, like example, my, my personal vision for, like example, 2016 is uh, is to do all these media things, and I've been doing it for the past couple of years now. The church has afforded me the the opportunity um, to do things like this and create and you know, do podcasts and do um, you know 
uh, YouTube channel, which I have. I'll put a link down below there. I have over 200 uh, youth worker training videos you can watch. They're all free. They're all sitting there waiting to be watched by you guys. And, uh, and I said, look, I'm going to keep doing that. And so, uh, I, you know, I had a vision to do that. Uh, I had a vision to continue to blog and at least blog three to four times a week. And I've, I've done that. And so really for 2016, it's about using all these tools to um, do several things. One, have a vision for my family, a vision for the ministry, and a vision for my own personal life. And, and so in doing that and creating all these things is about sowing and reaping and sowing into your lives by doing this. And that by sowing into your life, that God will reap, I'll reap on the other end of that. And so uh, I hope that, uh, you know, you can listen to this podcast today. If you, if you find yourself in that place, uh, let me just tell you what, that God uh, is for you and not against you. And, um, you know, God's waiting to drop, you know, waiting for us to say, look, what do we want to do? Do we want to either have uh, fear or vision? And whatever we choose to focus on, that will produce different results. Um, you know, example, uh, you know, in Proverbs 29, 18, it's a familiar verse that we use when we talk. It says, without the vision, people perish, right? Uh, and that word perish means, uh, one, uh, some of the translations in there are, um, you know, the fact that it means to be empty or unoccupied. And uh, you know what? That's our, sometimes our lives there. When we begin to get fearful and when we don't have vision, we start to get preoccupied with, or, or unoccupied with the things that God wants us to do and get preoccupied with various things that have nothing to do with anything, um, whether it's our hobbies or our pleasures or our uh, just making money all the time or things like that. And so for us, it's a matter of uh, of saying, you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to follow the vision or do we want to live in fear and hide, you know, I, <laughs> I say hide in my office because that's what I used to do when I didn't have a vision in the ministry. Uh, from, from week to week sometimes, I just hide out in my office until I just, until I just didn't want to, you know, until I absolutely had to come out some days and say, okay, I must face people uh, because I don't want them asking me about where we're going in the youth ministry because at this point I have no idea. I'm fairly clueless. And so, uh, you know, we can choose to either hide in our offices or we can choose to say, Lord, I'm going to believe what you believe about me and I'm going to pull it together and I'm going to get vision and I'm going to say, look, this right or wrong, you know, right or wrong, God, this is where I'm going. You'll direct me. You know, they say that it's easier to, to steer a moving ship, uh, you know, and the Holy Spirit can move us and can direct us, but we got to launch out and we got to say, look, here's how we're going to do this thing and we're going to declare what we're going to do. So... Um, so for, for, for you today, if you, if, if you'll embrace that thought for just a second and say, look, I, I got to start thinking the way God thinks about me and that my life is still a value. I had to go through that too. I had to, I had to go through some terrible, painful trials, uh, to reach that point where I finally said, you know, I'm just going to agree with what God says about me, that I'm not the terrible person. Uh, I think I am over and over and over again, uh, but I'm going to believe that God has a use and a purpose for me. Uh, even though I'm broken, even though I'm messed up, uh, God has a reason for me, and I'm going to find it. And so, for me, uh, an example in my, you know, I, you know, for my family, uh, you know, I, I have different relationships with all my kids. I have two that are in college. One, I'm sorry, one's graduated from college, one in college, and one in high school. And so, for example, vision for my my family. There were times when uh, you know I was fearful of of, of the family because of you know because of those two years that I was off. Um, you know, uh, two years out of work and worried about family and worried about all those things. And I've felt like our relationship suffered and things like that. But today, 
Uh, you know, God has given me a greater vision for our family and our relationships and my marriage and things like that. And so, um, you know, I, I think in terms of that, that later on, you know, in life that these kids, you know, are going to be my best friends, I hope. Um, you know, I'm going to do things with them like I've been doing with them for years, you know, like uh, taking them to the midnight movies or going to Waffle House or, you know, whatever it is, you know, that we do these little these little fun things that we enjoy doing together. And that hopefully as we get older together, uh, we'll continue to enjoy those things, you know, uh, for the ministry, I can tell you for at least for this youth ministry, the current ministry that I'm in serving, I have tremendous vision, especially for 2016. You know, I just did a two-part series called Catch, your, Catch a Vision, Live Your Dreams, because so many of our young people, uh, and you're probably true of your youth ministry as well, are um, drowning uh, in, in a pool of no vision. Uh, they're, the, all they're drowning is they're drowning in their own thoughts, their own beliefs of themselves and what other people say about them. And of course, I had to tell them, I said, look, we have a choice. We're either going to believe what God believes about us, or we're going to believe what other people believe about us, or we're going to believe what we believe about ourselves. Two out of the three are wrong. More, more than likely, and the only one that's going to be right is, is the fact that God, uh, what he believes about us is what is true. And so, uh, you know, so for me, I put it towards them uh, that in 2016, uh, we're going to grow by 16 students. And uh, I said, I don't know how we're going to do that. I said, but that's the vision. You know, we, we just constantly, I'm just constantly laying out vision before them. Uh, because, you know, like I said, without a vision, the people perish, right? Uh, our students sometimes perish because there's no vision. There's no, there's no what is ahead. There's no, there's no uh, you know, they're there, right? There's, no, there's nothing ahead to look forward to except week to week sometimes. And sometimes that's enough and sufficient for some people maybe, but not for me. I'm, I'm thinking three months, six months, eight months, a year out, that by the end of 2016, we're going to have 16 additional students in our youth ministry who are not currently, you know, in our youth ministry. And so for ministry uh, opportunities, that's what we're going to plan for. That's what we're going to do. And that's what we're going to put a, have in our hearts. Um, and so, uh, and then on a personal level, you know, I said, well, this 16 here, you know, this, this number 16 came to me one night. I was just thinking, and, and I thought, well, what are we going to do in 2016, Paul? What do we, we want to do? How do we want to use all these things as YouTube channels and podcasts and all these things we're doing for youth workers? And I thought to myself, you know, God really laid it upon my heart to say, look, I'm going to invest in 16 churches that have youth groups with 16 or kids that are less, that they have less than 16 kids in their youth ministry, and uh, they're going to... Um, uh, they want to grow by 16 students, just like I did uh, by the end of the year. So I put it out there. I just said, look, I'm, this is a vision of mine. I started putting it out there. And I have right now 10 churches that want to participate with this. And by the way, if you're interested in that, if you're wanting to participate in something like that, if you have less than uh, 16 kids in your youth group, but you want to grow by 16, uh, I believe that uh, we're all going to do that together. And I'll put a link down in the show notes below. That will uh, that will help you do that. That will if you want to be a part of that. And like I said, I have about six slots left, so I'm over halfway there, and so I'm kind of super excited about that. So so on a personal level, a personal vision for my life, I believe that if I sow into 16 churches in 2016, that I'm going to reap the 16 kids that I so desperately want to seek and see see know Jesus and come into our youth ministry and all that. I believe that's that's going to be the end result of that. And that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking, and uh, and that's what I'm praying for. And so, uh, so in all those levels of our lives, whether it's family, whether it's ministry, and whether it's personal, uh, I guess my encouragement is this, um, to wrap up the segment here, is pray, 
powerful prayers of vision, even though, say, Lord, this is what I'm putting out there. This is what's in my heart. This is the vision I see for my life, for my family, and for the ministry. And Lord, if I'm wrong, steer me the right, steer me the way I need to go. Uh, but uh, if I am right, then let me uh, put away all the things, the distractions and other things that are keeping me from this vision, whether it's pleasures, uh, whether it is uh, too much of time on the internet. You know, for me, it's too, I just quit watching so much TV. You know, I'm, I'm busy doing podcasts right now. I'm not watching TVs or movies or whatever. I'm, I'm chilling with you guys because I believe there's something that you guys need to hear that will be of value to you guys. And so uh, you got to put away, you know, so pray those powerful prayers and say, uh, Lord, I'm going to do whatever it takes, put away all those things that have nothing to do with the vision. And then I'm just going to seek, uh, I'm going to seek to accomplish that uh, through the power of your spirit. And you pray those powerful prayers. And you say, Lord, I'm going to start to agree with what you have for the way you see me is how I'm going to start seeing myself. It's how I'm going to start treating myself, not arrogantly, not proudly, just simply from a biblical point of view that we are of value, that God loves us, that we are loved, uh, and that we, we can still uh, bring value to the communities that we live and work in. And so whether it's our family or our ministry or even our own personal selves. So anyway, that is, our, that is our, uh, our, our, my thoughts on vision trumps fear. That if you have a vision for your life, if you have a vision for uh, your family, your ministry, and your personal life, uh, that fear won't be able to creep in because you're too busy following the vision you know, God has for your life. So go ahead and run with that. I'd love to know your thoughts. So leave me some comments if you want to in the uh, in, below there, or um, just send me an email. You can email me at thedproject@me.com and say, um, you know, what was that? You know, uh, I really enjoyed that, or here's some thoughts or things like that, and you're welcome to share with me. And uh, right now I want to get into another segment uh, that I call Nerding Out, and uh, it is called The Moment of Nerd. Uh, around here. And so uh, what I want to share with you guys today is some things that I am nerding out about, things that I'm kind of like a a little obsessive with. Uh, First of all, uh, I'm kind of obsessed with this this, uh, Becca Shea music video, the song. Uh, And if you're not familiar with Becca Shea, Becca Shea is just a fantastic uh, Christian artist. And uh, she came up with a new video called uh, It'll Be All Right, or I'll Be All Right. And uh, basically in the video, she kind of, uh, you know, Takes a little bit from Megan uh, Trainer and kind of that vibe a little bit, but you know what? I here's what I say. I say, look, if Sam Smith can, um, you know, if if Sam Smith um, can steal and rob from Tom Petty and come up with a hit and get sued for it and everything else, everybody else kind of forgives that. Then I say, I say, Becca Shea, you can borrow a, a lick or a beat or something from uh, Megan Trainer. So I'm going to do this. I'm only going to play just a few seconds of it. Hopefully, Becca Shea or her record company won't come after me, but I am promoting it that you should go buy it or whatever, whenever it is, whenever it comes out on, on iTunes or you know, whenever the new album will come out for her. So uh, I like it, though. So here, I want to play just a little bit uh, for you, if I may. Let me play it here. Is that, is that a jam or what? That is, uh, if you're not dancing right now, if you're not feeling that, I don't know what else to I don't know to tell you there. I'm gonna I'm gonna lower that just a little bit here. Uh, but it is um, it's just a fun song. I'm gonna 
stop it there. Uh, but it's just a fun song. I mean, it's just ridiculously catchy, uh, regardless if it you know borrows from this artist or that, which artists do all the time, so I don't really care. But I'd rather listen to Becca Shea, I think, than Megan, Megan Trainer anyway, but Megan Trainer's okay. Uh, no, no, no disrespect to Megan Trainer. I just like Becca Shea, and I've, I've liked her for a little while in her music. So anyway, I'm just completely obsessed about the song. So uh, feel free to tell me what you think. I'm going to put a link down below. You can go watch the whole video, uh, listen to the song yourself. Um, another thing that I am uh, nerding out about is another video. This is all videos, by the way. I don't know why it's all videos today, but it is. Uh, nerding out about a song called Shut Up and Go to Sleep that this dad who has been kept up by, um, by his children rewrote the song uh, by, I believe it's Walk the Moon, I think it is, where it's uh, Shut Up and Dance. And, uh, and so uh, he, uh, yes, Walk the Moon, yeah, 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 Walk the Moon. And um, uh, he sings the song, Shut Up, he changes it to Shut Up and Dance to Shut Up and Go to Sleep. And it's such a funny song, such a funny thing. He takes the tune, he sings it, and he changes the lyrics about kids going to sleep and don't get up and go to bathroom and you've already peed and all this stuff. And I just thought to myself, you know, some youth worker needs to come along uh, and rewrite this song for camp. Uh, can I hear an amen there? Uh, you know, shut up and go to sleep. And so if you're an artist out there that uh, does this sort of thing and you sing, uh, please go ahead and rewrite the lyrics for us. Uh, and please go ahead and uh, do that in a camp-type setting atmosphere uh, uh, that we can sing to our kids um, at night because we know that uh, they don't go to sleep and they keep us up all night. And so if nothing else, at least we can annoy them by singing the Shut Up and Go to Sleep song that you're going to write and then we'll help it go viral amongst youth workers. So just go ahead and do that. Uh, the last thing uh, that I have as far as a um, as far as a video and as far as a little bit of thing I'm nerding out about uh, is this really funny video by Jennifer Lawrence and Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show uh, they did recently uh, called this is also about dancing but uh, this is a uh, uh, it's um, dance with us it's like a little you have to watch the video links in the notes below but the the fact is that uh, it's basically they come out and they do this really weird 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 characters and uh, they just basically take your normal everyday actions and they say, come dance with us, come dance with us. And they, they just do these random things a la, you know, the shopping cart dance or the, uh, chainsaw or the, uh, um, lawnmower or whatever those kind of, but it's really just dumb things like turn the knob, turn the knob and they combine like two actions, right. To make up this really crazy dance. And so what you could do, what I thought was used for our youth ministry, is that basically create these little groups, these dance-off groups, and they're going to dance off, but they got to put two random actions that you do during the day. It could be drinking a soda. It could be... Uh, uh, playing type texting on your phone it could be you know they did crazy stuff in the video like i think it was like i think it was bowling and confetti and then there was another one about uh something with waterfall and something else but anyway watch the video and see if you can come up with a couple of ideas for yourself uh to go ahead and and combine them where you just put on some music and kids are going to dance and they're going to take two a random action that they do every day and they're just going to do a dance off and use those two actions which should provide a little bit of fun for your youth ministry and so that is uh, what I am nerding out about currently. I would love to hear about what you're nerding out about. So you can either leave me a comment below or you can send me a little email at thedprojectatme.com and let me know what you're nerding out about. Maybe, uh, maybe feature that uh, on a future show. And so... Uh, 
Time for uh, the moment of motivation here, uh, right? This is a podcast that keeps your youth ministry moving forward, but it's also about keeping you motivated, the leader motivated, so that you can accomplish all that God has put in your heart and accomplish the vision uh, that God's put in your heart. And it's a quote here by Woodrow Wilson. He says, you are not merely here, uh, you're not here merely to make a living. You are here in order to enable the world to live more amply with greater vision, with a finer spirit of hope and achievement. You are here to enrich the world and you impoverish yourself if you forget the errand. So much in there to unpack, uh, but real simply is this. Look, that we know that Woodrow Wilson, a great quote uh, that it was, uh, for us as Christians, it goes deeper than that, that we're living out these kingdom principles. We're living on this earth and living like Jesus, uh, that we might do these things. That's actually how we believe that we we live more amply and with greater vision, with a finer uh, spirit of hope and achievement that we enable the world with. And all those things are Christ-centered. And then uh, for us, too, is that, uh, look, you're here to enrich the world, and you impoverish yourself if you forget the errand. And I think that's where the fear creeps in, right? When we forget who we are in Christ, when we forget to think the thoughts that God thinks towards us, when we forget our identity and we forget the errand uh, of what we're called to do amongst young people and for young people and for the Lord, when we forget the vision, right, we uh, impoverish ourselves and we find ourselves in a place of fear uh, and constant in, in, in constant um, uh, fear of things rather than thinking about the vision and how to accomplish uh, the vision that God's put on our hearts. So pray those powerful prayers that I talked about earlier, those powerful prayers over your family, over your ministry, and over yourself. And uh, I believe what you're going to see is you're going to see God responding. Uh, you know, God responds when we start to act and move on the vision that He gives us. And so my encouragement for today, uh, as we close up uh, the session today and close up the podcast today, um, that encouragement towards you is this, pray those powerful prayers over your family, over your ministry, over yourself personally, and begin to believe again uh, in the vision that God wants put in your heart, and that you can be the youth worker that God intended to be, you can be the believer that God intended you to be, you can be the husband, the wife, uh, the son, the father uh, that you're supposed to be, uh, and you got to believe it. That's part of the vision. So you get those things in line, and uh, guess what? Things are going to work out much, much better. So anyway, thanks for joining me today for the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it today. Feel free to share it with your friends, your youth worker friends, your network, uh, whoever might you think might benefit from this. And uh, uh, I don't, uh, next week is Thanksgiving. So I want to just say to you that I am thankful for you. Thank you for um, being a part of this uh, podcast uh, community, be part of the uh, people that I'm able to reach every week uh, with this. So thank you. I am thankful for you. Thank you for your comments, your shares, your downloads, all that good stuff. And I hope and pray that you have an excellent Thanksgiving. So until next week, guys, maybe I put out a podcast. Maybe I don't because it's Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I'll see what I can do. But if I don't and we don't get to talk until after then, uh, my hope and prayer is that you and your family catch the vision, live your dreams, let vision trump fear and that uh, you start moving in the direction that God has you going if you're not already. So anyway, guys, thanks for joining me today for the Youth Ministry Emotion Podcast. Uh, you guys have a fantastic day, a fantastic week, and uh, Lord bless you guys. And until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Talk to you guys later. Bye.